Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Jana, and welcome back to hear this powerful message that we have for you today. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Always makes her laugh. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So so we are, we have something that um, we're going to talk about today that actually my husband ministered on recently, and it was such a a great message you know anytime the word of god is spoken you know the word says that it was produced to accomplish what god designed it to accomplish and the word also says that we need to be we don't need to be like a man basically that looks at himself in the mirror and forgets what he looks like and meaning we don't need to hear the word of god or read it and go oh hmm, i might need a change and then forget about it and go on in the path that we're going. But what the Word of God's supposed to do, it's supposed to transform us, challenge us, convict us, um, for us to grow in our walk with Christ. So as Brad ministered on this recently, um, I'm going to just tell you from my perspective, it was one of those subjects that honestly I've never heard ministered on. And it was done so beautifully, but it was done so powerfully that I thought, wow, I have a full understanding of this subject now. And, and to be honest, there was some conviction there. And so I needed to adjust some things, repent, get some things right, um, because the Word of God was brought in its entirety and its truth, and that's what it does. And so anyway, I'm going to have Brad just go ahead and just start right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're going to talk about is, again, as my beautiful wife said, it. you know, I, I think it needs to be preached more. And we're, we're just going to talk about it very you know, you know, just discuss it between her and I and let this be an encouraging and inspiring yes. um, talk for, uh, for you. And the, one of the reasons that I, we wanted to share, and I know it's on my heart, is because of what it means to me. Um, this really, this topic blesses my life. It, yes. it keeps me on the right track, I guess you could say. It just moves me forward in the right direction. And I, I want to say this before I bring in what the topic is yes. you know the holy spirit was sent and he he comes for several reasons definitely comes to empower us to witness but the bible also says that he comes to convict the world of sin yes. he comes to convict us it's a good thing it, i've i've heard people be taught that he doesn't convict people he does it's his yes. role to convict us even as believers that again shows us there are some things that need to change and then we right. then make those changes so right. you know that i I welcome conviction, so yes. so it causes me to look at myself. Yes. I'm gonna. We're just gonna talk about this subject. Should I really fear God? Should I, as a believer, fear God? I remember preaching in in a church one time, and I was preaching on the fear of God. And afterwards, a guy came up to me and <laughs> told me, he "said Well, I'm glad you you kind of explained it. You know, finally explained it the right way, because all these kids in the back row they were they were scared." And I was thinking, that's not that's an, not a good way to look at it. You need to yeah. look at this from the perspective of, of how the Word brings us yes. brings it to us yes. and what the fear of God really is. So 
I want to start off this way. I want to read you some scripture verses. And if you're a note taker, you can write down chapter verse. Um, I'm not going to have you turn to them, but I'm going to read you some verses that uh, contain the word fear. And listen to what this brings into our life. And then I'll explain what the fear of the Lord is. So we get a, a, a real understanding. And you're going to see, you know what, oh, I needed this because it's going to change you if you've never really contemplated this or ever really understood it. So Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What's that mean? It means that the foundation of having wisdom in our life and knowledge is built on the fear of the Lord. When we fear the Lord, we then make right decisions. We will then base the decisions we make on our understanding of how we see God. So that's the first one. Another one, Proverbs 31, 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Yeah. It's not saying she's to be praised if she looks a certain way or she's a 10 or an 8 or a 7 on a list <laughs> or whatever list it is. It has nothing to do with that. It says it actually says charm is deceitful yes. and beauty is vain. Right. Uh, my wife, to me, is a is a beautiful woman, but what makes her a, awesome to me even more than that is that she's a woman that fears the Lord. Yes. She lives her life loving God first, and that's even more attractive than the attractiveness. Amen. That's pretty good. <laughs> Psalms thirty three eighteen and nineteen says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Psalms 112.1, Praise Jehovah. <laughs> Blessed is the man who fears Jehovah, delighting greatly in his commands. Blessed is the one that fears the Lord. Yes. Psalms 128.1, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. 2 Corinthians 7.1 Therefore, having these promises, beloved, talking to, talking to believers, let us cleanse ourselves, New Testament, from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And then Revelations 19, where they're all around the throne. What are they doing there? What are they saying? Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and those who fear him, both small and great. So I asked the question, should I really fear God? Well, it sounds, it sounds pretty biblical to me that we are supposed to fear God. Now the question is, what, is, what does it mean to yes. fear God? What does that mean? So as a believer, we're, it's, fearing God is not the fear of judgment, um, it's not the fear of going to hell as a believer. Um, it's not the type of fear that a, a someone who is a hostage would have of their captor. Um, it's not that type of fear. That's called a servile fear. The kind of fear that we're supposed to have of God is, is called a filial fear. It's, a, it's the same kind of respect that a child would have for its father, the same kind of awe, the same kind of respect for the authority of that father, the same kind, it's a loving, it's a, it's a reverence, it's, it's an awe, it's a respect for that father. Well, it's the same way for us as children of our heavenly father. The fear of the Lord that we have for him 
if I can only, if I can say it in just human terms, it is a deep reverence. It is a it is being in awe of God. It is having a high respect. Remember, the Lord's prayer says, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name." So I come to him as his son and say, "My Father, you know, who art in heaven, holy is your name." So I approach God. He is God. He's sovereign. He's omnipotent. But he's my heavenly Father. That's right. But the right perspective is he's not the big man upstairs. He's not the good guy. He's not all those terms. He is God. He is my heavenly father. But now as his child, I revere him. I respect him. I deeply reverence him. And I am in awe of who he is. That's the fear of the Lord. Now look at all those verses that have we're supposed to fear the Lord. The blessings follow those who fear the Lord. Wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. And look at it from the point of the perspective that the fear of the Lord is a deep reverence, deep respect. And I don't even know if that really goes far enough. It's hard to even put it that way because we're talking about God. So it's not just the all that I would have of meeting whoever you're, maybe if someone said, who's the one person you'd like to meet in the world today? And maybe if you met them, you'd be in awe of that person. But it's not even that kind of awe. You're standing in awe of holy, almighty God. God. But he's also our heavenly father. And we're his kids. So he just wants us to ultimately respect him, ultimately be in awe of him, and ultimately reverence him. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29, gives a good description of this. It says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken... Amen. The kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. So even to worship God acceptably, we need to do it with reverence. And I'm talking about deep reverence. Um, And I'm talking about deep respect and deep awe. That's the way that we are supposed to stand in front of God. That's the way that we are supposed to fear him. It's a healthy fear. It's a loving respect. I know when I looked at my dad, you know, I I respected my father's authority. You know, I, I revered my dad. My dad was a great dad, but my dad, there is no father greater than our heavenly father. So he's saying, fear the Lord, fear the Lord. Uh, it seems like um, there's a lot of this that isn't taught anymore. A lot of it isn't preached anymore. A lot of people don't want to hear it. Um, but it, it's something that I believe we, we need to talk about. Yes. It needs to be preached. It needs to be brought back in the pulpits. And even on a video cast like this, it needs to be, or a podcast that needs to be discussed. That's right. So I think this is something of why this is on our heart. And I'm going to let my beautiful wife say a few things, but... Uh, I'm, I'm going to share some other scripture verses for you at the end as we go out. But, but let me say this. If there's, any, if there's any ministers watching, here's the thing. It's more important for us to fear God than to fear men. That's right. And sometimes even men of God don't want to preach or teach this topic because they're afraid people are going to be offended. They're afraid, afraid people are going to walk out of their church. Yes. They're afraid people are going to not like that. Here's the thing. That's good. I'm not to fear man. As a man of God, as a pastor, as a preacher, as a, uh, the founder of Brad Tuttle Ministries, I'm not supposed to fear men. I fear God. Right. And I'm not really loving someone 
if I'm not teaching them the whole counsel of God. That's right. If all I talk about is the fact that God is a God of love, which he, I mean, I mean obviously is. Otherwise, he wouldn't have sent his son to That's die right. for us. He is ultimately a God of love. But I told uh, our church this, that the Bible has, you never see God described as God is love, love, love in the Bible. But you see several times this is said about him. God is holy, holy, holy. It's emphasizing the fact that God's a holy God. And I think if we hold this back from people, from teaching them that God is holy, that God is to be deeply reverenced and respected and, and be in awe of, then we're, we're robbing them of an aspect of the word of God that could be a great enhancement, right. a great encouragement, and a great blessing to their life. This should not discourage anybody. It should encourage you. If you're a man or woman of God out there and you're listening to this, yes. man, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. Charm is deceitful, but a woman that fears the Lord is to be praised. His eye is on those who fear the Lord. In other words, his eye is on those who are respecting and reverencing and honoring him the way that he deserves. So it challenges me. This is so, this is so important to me that I live my life this way because I want to so please God. I want to be the man of God that God's called me to be. And it all starts with the way I see him. He's not the big man upstairs. He's God. That's right. But he's also my heavenly father. And I'm supposed to fear him, reverence him, respect him, and stand in awe of him. Amen? Amen. You know, I'm just hearing Brad speak on that. And I, and I love it because there's a few words that uh, describe... Our God, not only, like he said, is he holy, but that fear of the Lord is that reverence, that yeah. love, that respect. Um, you know, when you have children, you teach them uh, the word of God that says, honor your mother and father, for in it you will have a long life. That there is um, an honor, and I, and I really believe in today's society, you can see this now, um, that there is a disrespect for authority. There is a disrespect um, for the, the things of God and a lot of people, the house of God, but also for those who God has placed in authority over the land. Yes. And so, you know, a lot of people have never been taught honoring, honoring those in authority, honoring uh, the things of God, the house of God, honoring their parents. And so when Brad is bringing this forth, you know, I encourage you, and, and I'm going to bring this aspect to it. You might think, okay, so how do I apply that to my life? So the other night we were um, just watching TV, and all of a sudden, we're just watching a, a normal show. I, I don't yeah, even know which one it was. Kind of an inane kind of show, just like... Yeah, just a show. You're just kind of vegging out and did I just say vegging <laughs> <laughs> and um, all of a sudden it was just like what are we watching it was not honoring God it's all of a sudden you know some shows they they start off good and then all of a sudden they bring some stuff in and kind of sneak it in and so we we just right then thought as for me and my house like Joshua said as for me and my house we serve the Lord so we turned it off, and that is um, the stance that we take. And so even in our mouths, uh, hmm. you know, not just men, but women, um, gossip, slander, you know, 
um, Brad had ministered and brought the word that says that we will we will stand in judgment. We will give an account for every idle word we speak. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we're preaching to the choir here that before you know it, you could be talking about someone, and you know all of a sudden you just feel the Holy Spirit like, oh no, we need to stop that. Repent, turn from it. You want to honor God in your speech, in what you listen to, and what you watch. Um, in relationships, um, honoring him with your body, honoring him how you dress, um, especially for the ladies out there. Um, you know, in this society that it just seems like, I said there's a lot of dishonor. Even in the military, they teach you honor, don't they? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, this is something that we just feel is one of those foundational truths that if you can grasp this today, if you can be in the word and more of the scriptures he's going to bring to you and just really um, get that in your mind, get that in uh, renewing your mind with that, I'm telling you, and if you will make an effort to just say, Lord, I pray today that you would help me to honor you and to reverence you. I am telling you, his Holy Spirit will start leading you and you will see things that maybe you have partaken in. Um, is that the word partaken? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that you have maybe just been a part of that never really bothered you before. All of a sudden you're going to be like, ooh, you know what? Something doesn't feel right. And you're going to start seeing that change in your life. So that's where it is, where we live in a society where a lot of times there is dishonor. As a people of God, you know, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are a a chosen generation, a holy people before our Lord, that we are supposed to be different. And again, we're not always perfect. That's that sanctification process of the Holy Spirit coming in. But you know what, like like I said before, we should not be the same today as we were 10 years ago when we came to Christ or 15 or five years ago or a year ago. There should be a progression. There should be a maturity in the things of, of God and becoming more Christ-like in, in um, what we say, what we do. Amen. You know, she was talking about our mouth and I, 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 I'll make this statement. If we are, if, yeah. if, if we really should fear God, then... Um, where has the fear of God gone with our mouth? And so I, as I heard her say that I, some thoughts came to me, I think it's really important because, you know, you know, you go out in the world and you see, you know, everybody's, I'm a Christian or this or that. And you hear people talk and can't judge people, but everything that we do as a believer, as we grow in discipleship is for the benefit of those who are still spiritually lost. We want our lives to exemplify the fact that Jesus has really changed us because when they look in, they need to look in and see, wow, that person's really been transformed, transformed their mouth. Hey, I know we all make mistakes. We can say something one minute we shouldn't do, repent and keep on going. But we need, where has the fear of God gone with our mouths? Where is the fear of God gone? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, 36, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So if we really should fear the God, we need to get the fear of God back in our mouths, back in our actions, back in our homes. Because when we do this, when when we have a true understanding of God as a holy God, a loving Father, 
but he's God and we reverence him and respect him properly, we begin to make the right decisions. We begin to live our lives in a way that causes us to make right decisions, to, to not go where we shouldn't and go where we should, to not go that direction but go this direction. That all, that's all the wisdom of God that comes from the foundation of having a right reverence and respect for God. And when we live that way, I guarantee you, it makes a difference in the lives of people that are around you who aren't saved. And guess what happens? That now could open up the door for you, for us, to be able to now share the gospel with them, and now they come to Christ. And this all was initiated and instigated on, on some, by, by us beginning to live our lives, and they begin to see something different. Spirit of God works on their heart, and they come to salvation through the hearing of the gospel. But where, what, should we really fear God? As we've just read some verses, it's, it, it, it doesn't seem to me, yes, we really should. Where's the fear of God gone? in our homes, where's the fear of God gone in our churches? So when we fear God properly, we're gonna see the blessings of God. And let me, let me, um, let me go out of this today a little bit and, and give you some, some verses. I was reading, I love the book of Acts. Um, it just kind of reminds me of where church should be like, where people yeah. are praying and moving in the power of the spirit and people are getting saved and they're bold about proclaiming the gospel. It's awesome. I was reading in the book of Acts. I know this isn't too much scripture. Y'all love this, but Acts chapter 9, verse 31 said, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Acts 10, verses 1 and 2. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God, with all his household, gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. Look how he's listed. Look at the things that are listed that mark him as a man. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 and 35. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Man, Fearing God. Should I fear God? Somebody just asked me for some more. Okay, well, let me give you some more. Let me go out of this. What are some of the benefits of fearing the Lord? It says in Psalms 34, 7, one of my favorite Psalms, it is written, the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers them. Psalms 103, 13, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Psalms 103, 17 and 18, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. Psalms 112:1. praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Psalms 128, 4, behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. So as we come to a close, walking in the healthy fear of the Lord, walking out your life this way. Um, it's gonna have to be an individual decision for you. We all gotta choose, I'm gonna live my life this way, but I guarantee you, it is gonna change your life. When you begin to contemplate, wake up every morning and say, God, you're a holy God, I'm gonna live as unto you, I'm gonna reverence you, I'm gonna respect you, I'm gonna stand on all of you. It'll begin to impact your day, It'll impact your decisions. It'll impact your thinking. 
It'll impact your mouth. It'll impact everything about you. I'm telling you to where you will not be the same person you ever were. You were before. You will be completely changed because of your proper biblical perspective of who God is to you. Man, I love the Lord. I, I got radically converted and I just got on fire for God. And, um, you know, I just wanted to live for God with all of my heart. And I want to live for him with all of my heart as much now as I did then. And what's great is I've grown in my knowledge and understanding that I really begin, I really see him as this, just such an incredible, magnificent God who is just calling me, save me, call me, and just, it's just, challenging me in his word to look at him and to see him for who he really is. So I, I'm really grateful that we had a chance yes. to be able to share this topic. Is there anything else that you feel you need to share with it, about this? <laughs> no, um, that, that was so powerful. I, I really don't feel you can add something okay. to that. You know, we want to um, just thank you for spending time with us today. And you know, as Brad brought that forth, I, I know it encouraged you. It probably taught you some things. And um, again, today is a new day. So now that you have an understanding of what the fear of the Lord is, you can go forth now and you can honor him, respect him, love him. And you know, even taking it to the next step, it, you know, not only when you see God like that and you respect him, it will cause other relationships to come into alignment too, of honoring your parents, respecting your parents, um, honoring your spouse, honoring, uh, you know, other people in your life, uh, your employer, uh, police officers, those in authority in the land. And so uh, we, we, again, are so grateful that you are tuning in with us today. Yeah. And we hope that you have a blessed day. God bless you. God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.